Hello, hi, I'm Zanzi, and welcome back to the Health Boom Zanzi podcast, proudly brought to you by Health Boom Zanzi. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is off limits. For this discussion, we delve into the topic of male infertility, which is normally viewed as a taboo topic, not making it easy to speak about. To help us along the way, we have Darren Jones, whose focus of work is in assisted reproductive technologies. We cover all things from factors to increase fertility, to access in medical care and the challenges linked to it. Darren, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. I allow you. I'm good, thanks. Uh, welcome on this platform. The discussion of this podcast is all about male fertility. Let's start at the beginning, Dad, and can you please just tell us more about your field and what it is you do on a daily basis? My name is Darren. I'm from Paul, born and bred. I specialize in assisted reproductive technologies. What we do is we provide reproductive services for couples that struggle to conceive. Just to put it in a more simpler terms is we help people to be pregnant. I'm a clinical embryologist. On a daily basis, we do collections, sperm preparations. We do gamete and embryo gradings, embryo culturing, freezing and thawing of the embryos, doing the transfers into back into the patients. And also we do some genetic testing as well and micromanipulations. Basically, we are the first babysitters. <laughs> I like that. Your field of work sounds very complicated and that you have to pay attention to every single detail. Yes, no, of course. <laughs> Nobody did mistakes to happen. Of course, yeah. So I know South Africa is not where you're residing at the moment, but just looking at South African stats and specifically males, what do the stats tell us about male infertility? How does that look like? I'm just going to speak in general. It's about like one in every six couples struggle from some sort of infertility, but specifically male factor infertility contributes approximately about 40% of these cases. So it's basically half of these cases. Yeah. But uh, with male factor infertility, it's mostly due to one or more suboptimal semen parameters, uh, causing the chances of a lower conception. But fortunately, most of these cases can be rectified using assisted reproduction. Before we get to all of that, how situations and conditions can be rectified, you deal with a lot of couples or people. How is it when you approach these discussions and when you have to talk about infertility, how is that energy? It's quite strange, but because you are the professional in the room, you need to ascertain yourself and to take a date on, uh, it's strange for a guy to come to you because usually guys will find it quite strange to speak about their sample, how they want to produce, what they need to do. And even in certain cultures, people haven't done like produce a, a semen sample because it's not a normal thing to do. That's not part of, of the normal way of doing things. But it can be quite stressful for them. But obviously, you just need to calm them down and you need to make them feel like it's normal because this is a normal thing that they're going through and just to not make them stress too much as well. That is key. Just getting into the detail of it now, when looking at sperm, or I don't know the term is sperm count, 
what are the symptoms of a healthy sperm or so, being fertile, if that makes sense? As you know, for a guy in society today as well, like I said earlier, that fertility is a taboo subject. We don't really want to speak about it, but for the guy in society, importance is placed on a man's virility. And also being a man or a woman, the sole cause of infertility can be like an emotional setback for both male and females, but men specifically tend to keep to themselves and they don't speak about it. The problem with infertility is it has a trickle-down effect where it can impact your marriage or your relationship or many other decision-making things. And it's very important to do speak about it and just to tell them it's quite normal and they need to reach out and say how they feel and what they do experience. Thanks for adding that, Darren, because I mean, I think it's very important if you are struggling and you don't talk about it, you cannot get the correct information and you cannot get the help. So speaking of which, when it comes to a healthy sperm or being fertile, by the way, can you use it interchangeably? Does healthy sperm equal fertility? No, not always. Oh, okay. Uh, it seems like it's easy to get a child or to fall pregnant, but it's actually not that easy. Even though everything can be right, there is something called unexplained infertility. Everything is right on the woman's side, everything is right on the male side, but they just can't fall pregnant. Like it says, it's unexplained fertility. We can only take it so far in our field, and then once it's back inside the femur, the blastocyst, then it's up to a body to decide if it implants. Thanks for explaining that. So getting back to a healthy sperm, what, what are the, the symptoms of that? What does that look like? A normal semen sample, or what we call a spermic sample, according to the World Health Organization, the sixth yeah. edition, the volume of your ejaculate should be 1.4 to 1.7 moles. Uh, the concentration of that sample should be 15 million per milliliter. The progressive motility, which is just sperm swimming in a forward direction, should be more than 32%. And adding a sperm morphology of more than 4% and sperm DNA fragmentation of less than 30%. That is considered a normal semen sample or normal semen parameters. But I'm not sure if you're asking at first glance how a sample should look like. Yeah. Like if you actually look at the ejaculate. Yes, a semen sample, it's usually a white, grayish in color with a slightly yellow or slightly yellow. The sample should be thick and have like a milky consistency. It shouldn't contain any clumps or any particles. So if you are not ticking those boxes, are there any practical things you can do to improve the health or the condition of your sperm? Okay, so there are many factors that can uh, directly or indirectly have an impact on how your, how your body produces semen or sperm. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is basically um, living a healthy lifestyle. It can contribute to better semen parameters, but it's not guaranteed. But I mean, living a healthy lifestyle also helps with your overall health. I think that's the only advice I can actually give by saying living a healthy lifestyle that comes also with don't smoke, don't drink too much, don't use drugs, don't use steroids. And you also get like over-the-counter medication that can influence your sperm. Your doctor will also tell you if it influences anything. When you say lifestyle, you also talk about the things that you eat, nutrition. 
I can imagine that that has some sort of influence as well. Heavy fatty foods and if you're lacking your fiber and all of that, I can imagine that that is a negative effect. Definitely. Your greens are very important or your antioxidants are very important. They actually do sell multivitamins where you can buy over the counter of which they claim it improves your semen parameters. I would say it's not guaranteed, but you can give it a go. And Darren, just lastly, to conclude this conversation, I can imagine that the services you offer, it's quite expensive. I mean, it requires uh, probably a big financial contribution. Does this implicate some people to not have access to the help they might need for their condition? Yes, definitely. Like you said, my cell fertility is, is quite expensive. Yeah. Um, for the diseases are quite expensive. But there are government institutions that offer low-cost IVF. Now, currently, I see that the medical aids are also jumping on board because now, currently, the medical aid does not cover fertility treatment. But also for those that can't afford medical aid, it's actually quite sad to see that because there's so many couples that struggle. I mean, if there's a program where... Embryologists can just help out. We actually speak about it a lot at the work where I used to work in Cape Town, where we can just help out and the big pharmaceutical companies come in and maybe sponsor. Um, I think there would be a lot of embryologists that would love to just help out. Lastly, we touched on this a bit in the beginning. Because this is a very sensitive topic and I think it's more so for men, what do you just think, like just as a last comment, how can we kind of start talking more about this is it i don't know like education at a school level to kind of just debunk misconceptions what can we do it's a person's thing if you feel comfortable about speaking about it like i said not a lot of people would want to speak about this yeah um, if i tell people what i do for a living and it's always a joke at the party it's never a serious topic <laughs> quite weird uh, for, for a lot of people, but um, I think they don't encounter this problem initially until they have to conceive or want to try and start a family. Then they only realize that there is a problem. Like you said, um, people should be educated about this and that infertility is on the rise. So it's, it's quite important to just get the word out there and also to make people aware that they can speak about it and normalize it, that it's it's fine. Everything is fine and you can get help. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health for Mzanti podcast. For more on our male infertility check, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076-132-0454. Yeah, we're on Bluetech. So there you have it, gals and guys. It is always better to create informative spaces that allow for conversation of sometimes difficult topics and conditions. By doing this, we debunk misconceptions spread helpful information and connect people to services where they can seek assistance. Until next time, keep well, stay healthy, signing out, your girl Joe.